Hello, and welcome to the Fuel Run Recover podcast, helping everyday runners fuel better, run smarter, and recover faster so you can reach your full performance potential. I'm your host, Stephanie Natchek, dietitian, fitness coach, and a fellow runner too. As the owner of Stephanie Natchek Performance Nutrition, I've spent the last 10 years helping runners learn to fuel their bodies, level up their running performance, and establish healthier relationships with food and exercise. If you're ready to reconnect with your love of running, then let's get started on today's episode. All right. So before we get started with today's episode, I wanted to invite you to check out a few great free resources that I created just for runners. To get them, all you have to do is click on the link in the show notes or visit www.stephanienachuk.com. If you visit my website, there's a little pop-up box that comes up and it'll prompt you to enter your email address and these guides will be sent right to your inbox. The first guide is my fueling guide for runners. So in this resource, you'll find my top fueling tips for runners, as well as some specific meal ideas for both your pre and post run fuel. If you've been struggling to understand what to eat when to support your running and just figuring out like what those meal ideas, like what those meals look like, what kind of foods you should be including before versus after you run, what the difference is between pre and post run fueling, then this guide is exactly what you need to get you started on the right path. The other guide that I created is my strength training guide for runners. So this guide includes both a PDF resource, has some tips, guidelines, and links to my YouTube series where I actually walk you through all of the exercises in the program. This is a great beginner strength training guide for runners who want an effective but efficient full body workout that helps support the key muscles and movements you need to run stronger and injury free. So once again, both of these guides are available together. I have them put together as a little bundle for you. You can just click on the link in the show notes or go over to www.stephanienatchek.com, enter your email address just the one time, and both of these free guides will get sent to your inbox right away. I hope you enjoy these resources and find them helpful in supporting you and your running. And now let's get into today's episode. So welcome to today's episode where we are here to talk about running and the off season. And this is something that for some of you is going to be really relevant right now as you're wrapping up your summer and and kind of fall races. But for for some other runners, this is going to be something that maybe a couple months down the road is going to be a little bit more important or relevant. But whether or not the time is coming imminently for you to take an off season, you know, give this episode a listen so that you can plan and and prepare for what your off season is going to look like, maybe some goals that you might set for yourself during that off season so you can really zoom out a bit and and plan your whole year of running and racing to come. And then when you get into your off season, come back and listen to this episode again, just as a reminder of some of the tips and and sort of things that I'm going to share in today's episode about how to get the most out of your off season and how to make sure that it is both a, a restful one, but also a productive and valuable one. So what is an off season? What, what is the definition of taking an off season? Really an off season is just, you know, a time where we take a step back from our sport. We are shifting gears, shifting our focus, 
to other aspects of our training and development. But really the, the whole kind of purpose of an off season is just giving our mind and our bodies a little bit more of an opportunity to completely rest and recover from the peak training season that we would have just gone through. And, you know, in running there, it, it's very easy to not take an off season the way that you do naturally with a lot of other types of sports. You know, if you play team sports, there's a season to that team sport, right? And whether that's recreational or, or professional level, like whatever, you know, type of, of level of team sport we're looking at, there is an off season naturally built into many, many competitive sports. But with runners and ultra runners and triathlons and, you know, a lot of the recreational level events that we sign up for, there's events taking place every weekend uh, in many places all over the world. And so it's very easy to have runners that never, ever take an off season because they're just, you know, traveling here, there and everywhere and, and getting ready and signing up for events just in sort of a perpetual cycle of always training for some big race. So working an off season into your yearly training plan is just a time when you have reduced mileage. You aren't actively preparing for a race at that point in time. And maybe you've switched gears a little bit either to give yourself more rest days, or perhaps you're incorporating some different activities, a little bit more cross training or something like that into your program throughout the week instead. And this whole concept of having those race training cycles that you complete and then taking a step back and giving yourself an off season and then, you know, going through a base building phase and slowly ramping your mileage back up and then hitting those peak training weeks as you prepare for your race and, and that, that cyclical nature of our training calendar is what we call periodization of your training. So it's part of the concept of periodization where we're essentially taking the whole year, or maybe it's longer than that. It might be a two-year goal that you have or a three-year goal or a five-year goal, who knows when it comes to your running. And we're breaking that big picture goal down into chunks of time where we're focusing and working on different things. And one of the big questions that a lot of runners have is why do like, why do I need an off season? Like why, why do I have to take one? Who cares? I'm not a elite level athlete. Like I'm not in the NHL or, you know, something like that. So why do I need to like take an off season because I'm not playing or competing at that professional level? And the reason that you still need an off season is because it's incredibly hard on our bodies and on our minds to continue to do the same thing and make progress towards the same goals all throughout the year year after year, you know, this is especially true for, you know, kind of our, our serial marathon runners who maybe run multiple marathons throughout the year where you're always getting ready for the next race. Like as soon as you finish a race, the next race is right around the corner. You're always kind of in that process of getting ready for your next event. And, you know, unfortunately that sometimes can lead to a loss of fitness and, and sometimes a lack of progress with our training versus giving ourselves a little bit of time, chunking our goals and, and breaking things up and, and giving ourselves a little bit of a break. So we need an off season 
so that we can shift our focus. We can think about different things. We can give a mental break from our training, give our bodies a physical break from all of that training, and just, you know, give ourselves a little bit of time and space to enjoy other, uh, other activities, other aspects of life. And sometimes we want to line up our off season with a time in our lives when we do have other focuses and priorities outside of training. Anyone who's trained for a race knows that it very quickly and very easily can take over your entire existence, right? Between having to fit in the time to train and then make sure that you're eating and make sure that you're resting and preparing and, you know, like training for, for races is a considerable investment in your energy, in your time. I mean, in so many aspects of your life, there's so much that we put into getting ready for these races. And it's nice to just sometimes give yourself a little bit of a break and and to not have something that is taking up such a big part of your day-to-day life. So the, the question of when exactly should your off-season take place really depends on what your race calendar looks like throughout the year. So, you know, for most runners, the best time to take your kind of off season is going to be after a big race has wrapped up um, or when you know your time or energy for training might be limited. So if you've kind of had your sights set on a marathon for the spring or for the fall or for something like that, then right after that event, that's when you take your off season. That's when you reduce your mileage, maybe do a little bit more cross training, take some extra rest days, not be as as tuned in to your nutrition or, or kind of, you know, needing to be as on top of your nutrition. You can kind of just live and let live a little bit. And it's a wonderful time to just give yourself a little bit of breathing room. The other time that can just sort of naturally make sense to plan your off season would be, you know, over the Christmas holidays, if that's a very busy time of year for you and a time when you know you have trouble keeping up with a training program because of the busyness and and maybe a lot of travel and other obligations and, and competing things around the holidays that make it hard for you to be consistent. And then of course, summertime, well, the weather is beautiful and, you know, it's, it's nice to want to get out there and do a lot of big long runs and take advantage of the long days and gorgeous weather. Sometimes if summer for you means a lot of travel, it means a lot of being in different environments, you know, traveling maybe really far from home for weeks at a time, or even just spending a lot of weekends like at your cottage or, or, you know, out of the lake or something like that. It may make more sense to have that time of year be your lower mileage period of time so that you aren't having to either be inconsistent and not get in the training miles that you need to get in, or so that you are not having all of these sort of competing interests and obligations that make it really hard for you to like enjoy that, that time of your life. But if maybe you work as a teacher or within the school system uh, to some capacity, or you, you happen to be a student yourself, and summer is when you have loads of free time to get in your training, then it actually might be the perfect opportunity for you to schedule your races for early fall. And you can get in the bulk of your training in the summer. And then your off season is maybe going to be when things pick up again during the school year. So there is no right or wrong answer or like certain time, specific time of year that your off season should be taking place. But I do want you to think about when and how you're going to build that off season into your program and make sure that you do fit it in. 
Now the question, the next question that I wanted to talk about is how long should your off season be? And again, there is no real right or wrong answer here to how long your off season is going to be because it just depends on the timing of your next race. And so for example, if you finish up a marathon in the fall, maybe let's say uh, October, and you're not planning on running another marathon until perhaps, you know, a full year from then, maybe you'll do a a couple shorter races here and there or something like that as you go along, you very well might take a full 12 weeks of what you consider your off season. You may take, you know, most of the winter to just relax, enjoy yourself, do whatever you want for exercise throughout the week, kind of get in more flexibility. Maybe you're taking some different types of exercise classes. You're kind of just, you know, going with the flow a little bit more over those few months. But if you have maybe another race that you've signed up for that is just a few months away, like maybe less than six months away, then you might say, okay, well, I've got maybe a month or two months to do a little bit of an off season, take a bit of a break, a bit of a rest. But then I do want to get back into base building. So I have enough time to get my mileage back up and then get into my next training cycle. Now, what I don't want you to do though, is say, well, my next race is coming up in four months. So I'm going to skip the off season. I'm going to go right back to base building to give myself extra time to prepare for that race. I don't want to quote unquote, lose any fitness over that time period. And this is the biggest problem that I see with runners who never take an off season and just kind of go from race cycle to race cycle to race cycle. And yes, your base building phase is a lower mileage period of time. But if we're getting ready, if we've gone from a high mileage phase and then we're going to get back into one, Your base building phase, like the reality of your base building phase may not be that low when it comes to mileage, not as low as it could be or as low as it should be to really give yourself that mental break. And your base building phase is still a training phase that you have to kind of commit to, right? There's still progression that's happening. There's still a certain number of workouts that we want you to be getting in each week. There's still, you know, like there's just still more structure than we need to have all throughout the year. So for runners who don't take an off season, we're definitely going to see a higher risk for injuries and burnout and a lot of frustration because it's amazing that you can actually see a lack of progress or a loss of fitness when we're doing, we're trying to maintain these really high volumes of training and just doing too much all throughout the year. And I want to be really clear that what exactly that mileage number looks like for you could be very different than what that mileage looks like for the next runner. Everyone's going to have a certain amount of running per week that they can handle, that they have time for, that their bodies can handle, that they enjoy. Like some people love running and they love running so much that they can just run dozens and dozens of miles every single week. And it's the only thing they want to do. And they have no problem with hitting that their bodies can handle it. They don't seem to get injured they still need an off season. Like we still do want to shift our focus a little bit throughout the year so that we can work on other aspects. We can kind of, you know, develop some different things like maybe speed or strength instead of just, you know, always having these really high volumes, but their baseline capacity for weekly mileage is going to be higher than the next person. And that's okay. That's why here in this episode, I'm not giving you 
numbers around what your off season mileage is going to look like or how many days a week you're going to run in the off season or or whatever. The off season is meant to be very loosey goosey. It's meant to be with a there's meant to be a lack of structure. There's meant to be a little bit more intuitiveness around what you feel like doing and how much you feel like running. But when we look at people who are always in these really high volume training programs and it's just sort of race after race after race, we can see this this frustration um, and not ultimately not making progress because it's too much of the same. It's too much of the same training. It's too much of the same uh, amounts of volume. Sometimes it's the same injuries that are popping up over and over again and getting in our way. So that itself can lead to a lot of frustration. So no matter what type of runner you are, what your volume looks like, what your body and your mind are comfortable with in terms of all of that, I would still really encourage you to build an off season into your overall schedule and plan. So the first most common running mistake when it comes to the off season that I see uh, runners making is they don't take one. They don't take an off season, right? It's just uh, training plan onto training plan onto training plan and just kind of that continual nature of of doing more and more and more. The other off-season mistake that I do see some runners make is just completely stopping running altogether. And while the term off-season might sound like we're not running, right? The off-season, we're not running. That's not necessarily the case. We're just running maybe less. We're just running a little bit less often. We are not waking up in the morning and looking at our training plan and saying, okay, I have to run X, Y, Z today. I have to do this specific workout or this, that, and the other thing. The off season is a time for just, you know, doing kind of what you feel like in the moment, giving yourself that space and flexibility to not be following something for a little while. Because if you have had a training plan in, in an app or a training plan spreadsheet that you've been following for months and months and months, or maybe years and years and years, then it's amazing what it can feel like to just not have any structure and to just like do what you kind of enjoy and and kind of reconnect with yourself in terms of how much running feels right and comfortable for you. But I, I don't necessarily need that to mean that you're not running entirely during your off season. And the reason that I don't usually recommend that, you know, just, just completely stopping altogether is because then when you do get back into your next training cycle, you might have a really hard time um, and, and feel as though you're starting a little bit more kind of, you know, from square one with, with your running capacity and your kind of mental uh, adjustment to getting back into running. Now, if you were swapping out your running for maybe a different sport or activity, that might not be so bad, but I probably would still keep up running like one or two days a week if possible. Um, just as long as it doesn't compete maybe with another sport that you're, you're interested in over the winter months, uh, or over your, um, off season, or so that it's not then adding up to this really high training volume as a whole during what is supposed to be a lower training volume time of the year. But if you are really struggling with exercise consistency, when you don't have a plan, it's like, you know, the runner, and this may be, maybe it's going to be some of you listening here who, if you don't have a plan or a program to follow, then you really tend to fall off with not doing any training. Then that's something that we really want to want to work on. And we want to think about is our relationship with exercise and what motivates us. Because as wonderful as, as it is to be motivated by a training plan and have that race day 
uh, be a big part of the driving force that gets us out of bed in the morning when we maybe don't feel like it. You know, I don't want this sort of looming event kind of dangling in front of us. That's the only thing pulling us forward towards our our goals and, and actually towards getting the training done. Instead, you know, what I want you to be thinking about is what type of movement do I enjoy? What kind of exercise is fun and exciting and interesting and feels good to me to do something that I actually want to get out of bed for in the morning? And hopefully it is running to some degree, but if we've gone almost that far with, you know, doing too much and always having a training program, we're always in the middle of a training cycle, we are always having a race coming up, we can start to really lose that connectedness with our love of running. We can really start to feel like running is a little bit of a job or a chore or just one more thing that we have to check off our list every single week. So sometimes disconnecting from the training plan as scary as it can feel and as worried as we might be about our consistency and about our ability to do any amount of running because it's it's the one thing that is getting us out of bed in the morning at this point give yourself a little bit of time and space and and maybe you do take a couple of weeks off entirely but i want you to be kind of thinking about what other types of movement are enjoyable and then see where running fits into that because that burnout that we can get from the pressure and the expectations that we put on ourselves around the types of races that we should be signing up for, the pressure we get from other people in the running community to sign up for bigger, longer, crazier, harder events, uh, to do more, you know, every race that comes up, you know, we've got a friend or somebody who's wanting us to sign up and do all the things, we can really reach that point of burnout really quickly and not even realize that we are not having any fun anymore. And so giving yourself a break, giving yourself that little bit of an off season can just help you refocus and help you to kind of recalibrate your own wants and needs and help you to kind of reconnect with movement in a way that feels really good and really exciting for you all over again. Maybe too, an off season is going to give you the opportunity to race a little bit less, give yourself a little bit of a break from that, and then shift your focus to a new goal. One of the things that can actually hinder our running performance in the long run is always training for the same race distance. And I understand if you have a favorite distance, then you always kind of want to sign up for that distance and you always want to challenge yourself to get maybe faster or feel stronger or do better at that particular event. But if it's, you know, especially with these very long distance events, basically, you know, half marathons and longer, if you're always in a training plan for one of those distances, then it's hard to work on developing the strength and speed that we need because those training cycles are going to be long to build up the volume and the mileage over and over again. So you might find that, you know, you're going to do and have an off season and then maybe you want to focus on running something a little bit shorter, something a little bit less pressure, like a 10K, or maybe you want to really focus on getting a better 5K or mile time. I love working with runners on those shorter distance goals because it feels, you know, it's a great challenge, you know, when we're used to 
marathoning, it's such a great challenge to get ready for for a shorter distance and to really focus on the speed and the intensity that goes into those shorter distances. But it also is just a lower volume of training as a whole. And so it doesn't feel so cumbersome and and like it kind of takes over our entire life to get ready for those events. So sometimes it's fun to just change it up and do something a little bit different. And it often requires us to just take a step back to look at everything and reevaluate things and figure out what that next step is going to look like. So that is that is all I wanted to share with you for today's episode, all about the off-season. What is an off-season? How does it fit into the periodization of your training? Why do you need an off-season? And yes, you need an off-season. When should your off-season be? How do you time it? What happens if we just skip the off-season, if we don't feel like it, if we don't take it? And then, of course, what are some of the common mistakes that runners make when it comes to their off-season and how you can navigate those to make sure that year after year, you continue to build and grow and develop as a runner and stay in love with this great sport. Stay connected to really enjoying the process of training and don't reach that point of feeling so burnt out that you just have to take time off or you're so overtrained and injured that you have no choice but to step back and take a bunch of time off. So if you are interested in learning more about all things to do with training and nutrition and helping your body rest and recover in the most optimal way to support you as a runner, then I would love for you to learn more about the Fuel Train Recovery Club, which is my online signature program that was specifically created by me as a runner for you as a runner to help you really understand that beautiful intricacy of nutrition and training and recovery and the balance between all of those things so that you can reconnect with your love of running and really become the best runner that you can be. Nutrition topics that we have in the program, of course, include a whole section on nutrition specifically for your off season. So how to transition from fueling during a training cycle. What does that look like day to day when you're getting ready for a race? And then how can we eat during the off season to still support the activity that we're doing, but without maybe seeing a lot of extra calories coming in that are going to lead to changes in body composition or weight. That is ultimately what puts a lot of runners off of taking an off season. You know, so many runners are afraid of taking that off season because they're afraid of what's going to happen to their bodies if they stop doing so much running. And so part of what we work on inside the Fuel Train Recovery Club is how to adjust your eating habits and how to adjust what you're doing with your meals, depending on the volume of training you're doing. So whether you are in a race training cycle or you're in your base building phase or you're in your off season, we know exactly what that nutrition plan should look like so that you can get the best possible results. So inside the club, we cover all of that. Plus, of course, so, so much more. And I would love for you to learn more about the Fuel Train Recover Club and consider joining us. You can find all of the details for this one of a kind online program at the link in my profile. And I would love to see you in there. I also have a couple of great free resources, which you heard about at the beginning of this episode, including my fueling guide for runners and my strength training guide for runners, both of which are available completely for free to get you started on the path to better nutrition habits as a runner. And of course, get you 
uh, more confident when it comes to your strength training and, you know, taking you through some of my favorite go-to exercises that I think all runners can benefit from incorporating into their program. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really appreciate you coming and, and spending some time with me today to listen and learn all about your off season. And I hope that you have a great off season this coming year, whenever it's coming up for you. I hope that your off season is restful and restorative and effective at helping you feel like you just can't wait to get back into running again. That is it for today. Thank you so much. And we will see you in next week's episode. Bye for now. The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not to be used or relied upon for the diagnosis or treatment of any health condition. This information does not create a client-practitioner relationship and should not be used as a substitute for professional medical advice.